Welcome to the She Speaks Truth podcast, speaking God's truth over you. All right, everyone, welcome to another episode of the She Speaks Truth podcast, speaking God's truth over you. God bless you. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune back in. Um, I hope last week's episode really blessed you um, and that God just spoke to you through it and that you were able to begin to challenge yourself to see your eye through yourself rather through the eyes of God. Now, so last week we talked about um, the cracked mug and the original identity and the fact that we have value regardless of whatever has happened to us. We also talked about the fact that we were created originally with dominion and we were created to rule and we were created to reign. Like that, those are some of the things that we talked about. This week, we're going to be talking about the known identity. And this would be within the context of Genesis chapter 3, verse 1 to 10. Now, when you look back at Genesis chapter 2, you will see that we were created unashamed. But when you look now in Genesis chapter 3, you will see that we became ashamed, which is so crazy, right? We see man hiding themselves and declaring themselves ashamed, um, and they began to cover up themselves. So when we speak of the known identity, we're talking about how man began to realize that they were indeed cracked, right? So when you read through the scripture, you see that um, this is when Eve had her encounter with the serpent and he began to speak things to her or whatever and, you know, telling her, you know, if you eat of this tree, you will be like God. Even though this is a tree that God told him not to eat of, if you eat of this tree, you're going to be like God. You're going to be able to think like him and whatever the case may be. But when you look further down, you see that Eve became ashamed or her and Adam became ashamed because they began to cover up themselves. When I read this in the scripture, I was and, and God began to, to, to reveal to me what the known identity is. It's like they became they came to a certain knowledge of themselves. So before they were walking around in the garden naked, whatever, they're probably like, oh, you know, I'm naked. Like, they're, they're not realizing, oh, you know, I'm naked, whatever. But something happened when they ate from that tree and something shifted in their mind, like, oh, I don't got on no clothes. I probably need to cover up. But who and what allowed them to have, to, 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 to kind of like all of a sudden have that knowledge? You see what I mean? So, it began with the enemy, obviously, him telling her who she's going to be when she eats of this tree, not realizing, Eve not realizing that she already has dominion. She already has authority. Like, she doesn't need to further do something to prove herself, right? And so God was saying to me that a lot of the times, this is how we are, right? So we talked about last week sometimes not having the affirmation of of mother, father, whomever, sometimes people speaking things over us. And the fact of the matter is our known identity becomes our lived reality. That's what end up ends up happening to us. Our lo- our known identity, known, and if you could see me right now I'm doing air quotation marks, our known identity becomes our lived our, our lived reality. It's like, who told you that you were naked? You didn't know you were naked this whole time, 
But now all of a sudden something switched and now you're like, oh, I'm naked. I need to cover up. Oh my God. And they begin to live that reality. And it's like that for many of us, right? People have spoken things to us. They have told us who we are. They've spoken, you know, you're this, you're that, you're ugly. Like, I don't know, sometimes when I think back at some of the things that people have said to me or things that I've heard that people have said to other people, it's so damaging. Like, it is so damaging. It is so hurtful. It is so mean. It is so wicked. Like I, I don't, I don't even know how to, how to, how to put it into words. But it's so wicked. When you look in Psalms one thirty nine, verse one to seventeen, it's almost like David had a dichotomy. So I'm not, I'm skipping over now to Psalms, and it's almost like David had like almost like a dichotomy, like a tug of war. When you read in it, when you read it, he was like, even though, you know, I was curiously wrought in the lowest part of the earth, um, um, you knew me kind of thing. But it's like, who told David that he was, and and, wait, the part he talks about, he's like, you know, my substance and even though I was unperfect. David, who told you that? Who told you that? You know what I'm saying? And, 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 And I think that's a question that we have to ask ourselves. Who told me this? My mentor, one of my mentors, Nicole Salmon Smith, you should definitely follow her on Instagram. No, I'm not doing an ad for her right now, but she is dope. She's amazing. You need to follow her. <laughs> but one of the things she always talks about is the fact that our known, not our known, sorry, our thought life becomes our lived life, right? And so it's like, who told you these things? Where did these thought patterns come from that now affect my identity? I'm not living out the narrative of myself. Adam and Eve were not living out the narrative of themselves. Maybe for David, because even when you look in, in David's story and you look at when, um, when Samuel was going to the house of Jesse to bless, um, to get a king and and. and, and, and and Jesse showed all of his perfect sons, perfect, remember that word perfect, and then every time that, you know, one of these sons went before Samuel, God was like, nope, that's not the one, that's not the king, and so Samuel was like, well, surely you must have another son, because God is saying that none of these sons, none of your perfect sons, if you look in the scripture, you will see it, none of your perfect sons uh, are the ones, and he said, yeah, you know, I have another son, he's just out in the field taking care of, of, of the sheep, or whatever the case may be, and that was the one, and maybe all of David's life, he kept hearing, I am not perfect. I am not, quote unquote, the perfect one. And so we see David seeing, saying here, you know, though I was unperfect and my substance being this and being that, God, you still loved me. But David was living out a narrative that someone else told him. That's exactly what was happening. David was living out a narrative that somebody else told him. Whose narrative are you living out? 
Are you living, woo, yes, God. Are you living out the narrative or the thought of God for your life? Or are you living out the, the bashing that happened to you as a child? Are you living out the bullying words that were said to you in high school? Are you living out the thought of God? The scripture says in Jeremiah chapter 1 and verse 5, he said, Before I formed you, I knew you. So you need to, we need to switch our known identity from what others have said to us and to what God knows about us. We need to switch our identity from what others have said about us and to what God knows. The scripture says, it's not, no, it's not the scripture. It's a song. He says, he knows my name. He knows who you are. Before he formed you, he knew you. And so I think it's important that we begin to dig into scripture once again and have an understanding of who we are through Christ. Like it's so, so important. God, what are your thoughts towards me? His thoughts towards us are good. That's what the scripture says. The scripture says his thoughts towards us are good. Even, even David, when you look at David, he said, man, God, like your thoughts towards me are like, they're, they're so good and there's so much. He's like, he's like, they're so good. I cannot even, like, I can't even count them. I cannot even attain onto them. Like, it's crazy. So if you look at the scripture, you see David had like a tug of war. He had a tug of war that was happening because there were thoughts and things that were probably said to him, maybe as a child, or maybe he was in constant comparison with his quote unquote perfect brothers. But then God is trying to tell him, no, but David, this is who you are. My God. Yes, Lord. David was probably like in the eyes of my father and the eyes of my brother, I was merely a shepherd boy. All I did was take care of the sheep. All I did was mind the sheep. But in the eyes of God, I am a king. And so I am wrestling with that. I am wrestling with my identity. And I feel like many of us, we wrestle with our identity. Even Jacob, when we look at Jacob, he said, Lord, he was wrestling. He was wrestling. And when he was finished wrestling, he, he, his name was changed. And so I feel like sometimes many of us, we are wrestling and I think it's time for us now to settle the war within. It's so important that we settle the war within because I, 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 I sometimes I think about, when I think about self-esteem, many people think that self-esteem is what I look like on the outside. You can be well put together on the outside, but be a hot stinking mess on the inside like you are at war on the inside because you cannot be settled in who you are because it's like on one side I know what has been told to me I know what family has said to me I know what friends have said about me I know maybe I was in an abusive relationship I know what my abuser said about me but what does God say about you what does God say about you? I, I want to challenge us to, to, to change our mind, to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. When we renew, renew our minds, there's something powerful that is going to happen inside of us. 
right? There's going to be that, that, that settling of the war within that is going to take place. There is a war that settles in that, 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 sorry, that, that happens within. When we look at even Romans chapter seven and we see, um, Paul, he was like, you know, what I want to do, I don't do. And what I do, what I want to do, I don't do. And what I do, like he was going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Sometimes we are back and forth. Sometimes we are back and forth. And God's like, I just want you to just be still and settle in me and know who I say you are. Before I formed you, I knew you. I knew you. I have a thought of you. And I want you to begin to live out that thought. I feel like God is calling many of us to live out that thought. And when we, when we get, when we sit with God and we have an understanding of what our thought, what his thoughts are towards us, the fact that he has good plans for us and he has good thoughts towards us. And I know for myself, like, I had a very hard time seeing God as a father because I didn't have my real father growing up. Like, that was so difficult to me. You know, people were like, he's a good, good father. I'm like, that's great. I cannot, I cannot, like, personify him as a father because my father was not around. You know what I mean? And so sometimes it's hard for us to really see God for who he is in our lives because of all of the damage that has been done right? It's so hard. And, and I really feel like God just wants to remove layers. He wants to take things away. Um, he wants to remove the cluster and, and, and all of these things that people have said about us. And, and so that we can have it in our head. Um, I remember I was at, hopefully she listens to this podcast, but remember I was at Jennifer Lewin's um, event. Uh, so Jennifer Lewin's an awesome, awesome, amazing singer right here in Toronto. And one of my sisters, I call her my sister because she's so amazing. Uh, her name is Kiera. She was singing, um, you know, I don't even remember the song, but I remember this part of the song. And it says, I believe what he said about me. And it's so important that we believe what God says about us. My God, it is so important that we believe what he says about us. When we believe what he says about us, we begin to live it. We begin to walk it out. Because if you look in Jeremiah chapter 1, um, Jeremiah was like, but God, I cannot do this because I am but a child. And God was like, but before I formed you, I knew you, so I know what you're capable of. And many of us are telling God what we're capable of, and God's like, but I know you better than you know yourself. So I'm going to need you to get into my word and get into my presence so I can tell you who you are. Yeah, isn't that good? When we get into the presence of God, he can tell us who we are. I feel the Holy Ghost right there. (laughs) That was good. When we get into the presence of God, he would then tell us who we are. We're not going to be subject to anyone else telling us who we are, right? And that was the problem. Adam and Eve are more so Eve because... I don't know where Adam was. I'm still confused by this whole thing. 
How are you going to just have, first of all, your wife, well, I guess it was in the garden, so I guess they would talk to the animals normally or whatever. It's like your wife's over here talking to a snake fan. Like, where were you? Just, maybe he was, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I'm upset. But anyway, <laughs> anyways, you know, Eve is over here talking to, to, the, to the serpent, and then that's when God already told her who she is. He told her, you have dominion. He told her, you are a helpmeet. You are a woman, right? You are, well, Adam told her, you are bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. But then now some serpent comes along to shift her mentality to be like, well, it's almost like, well, you know, I know what God says, but this is really what, if you eat that, this is what's going to happen. And it's like, that's, I feel like that's some time for us is where the tug of war comes. And I think it's so important that we are mindful of the people, yes, that we surround ourselves with. We have got to be so careful about who we surround ourselves with. If you're taking notes, no one, I don't know, I don't think people take notes on podcasts. I don't know. But if you're taking notes, you have got to be careful of the people you surround yourself with. If their thoughts or their whatever they're saying doesn't line up with what God is saying, you got to cut it. You remember, you, remember you need to cut it, cut it, cut it, cut it. You need to cut it. You need to cut it. We need to, and I had to learn that. I had to learn that if you're not going to be the one to, if you're not going to speak into me and, and, and you're just going to be putting me down and belittling me and all this kind of stuff, I was like, yeah, you have got to go. You need to go because it, it becomes toxic. You know what I'm saying? It becomes super, super toxic. So it's so, so important that we are surrounded by the right people. Any serpents you have in your life? Let me tell you something. I remember I had this one friend, right? When I first started preaching, you know, me and her, we were having dinner, whatever the case may be. I remember this girl looked at me and she said, we're there talking. We hadn't talked in a little bit. Hey, you know, we had some beef. Well, she had beef, and we were about to cook it. <laughs> but in any regard, we're there talking, and she looked at me, and she said, you're really into this preaching thing, huh? And I was like, well, yeah, I've been called to preach. And I found that this one friend was just counter everything that God was telling me. Everything that God would tell me about me, she would just counter all of it. And of course, it took me a long time to like realize it and to cut her off and blah, blah, blah. Right? Actually, I didn't cut her off. God did. <laughs> That's a whole different story. I'll talk about some of these stories when I talk about friendships and relationships and whatever. But like, I was just like, I was so like shocked because I'm like, you're supposed to be like my friend. And maybe, you know, in the garden, you know, because you talk to all the animals, she was like, oh, hey, serpent, what's good? Like, you know, and she, so she entertained it. Because, you know, I talk to all the animals out here. And me and the lions, we be out here chilling. You know what I'm saying? We be out here talking. We be out here just cuddling and thing. You know what I'm saying? But, like, so, like, the serpent comes down. And she's just, she's entertaining it. Let me tell you something. Turn up your discernment in 2020, 2021 till you die. 
Turn up your discernment so when people come and they're saying things that do not align with what God has told you, you be like, okay, um, bye, girl, bye, boy, bye, everybody, bye. Because you have a purpose over your life and you cannot afford to have people around you that are not going to affirm what God has placed inside of you. Anybody that's not affirming what God has put, and I'm not saying that you need like people's affirmations or you need people's approval, but like if you're just going to be out here belittling me and belittling the call of God over my life, you have got to go. Like you guys should see how I'm rolling my eyes right now. Like you have got to go. Like you have got to exit, like stage right, left, drop off at a stage. <laughs> I'm such a nerd. However they got to go, like, you have got to go. Because you're not about to tell me who I am. You are not about to tell me who I am. I know for myself, and this is this is something that I can easily admit, I've admitted this before, is that I can be an impressionable person. Which means that, I honestly, if you are close to me, if, if I let you into my close circle, my life, I'm easily impressionable, which means that I I'm, I can be easily influenced. I'm not going to lie. I am. And so I have to be really, really, really mindful and careful of the people that I allow to be in my life. Like, I have to be so mindful. And I think that is a practice that we all need. We need to build boundaries. Like, if you're not going to tell, if you're not going to be somebody to, like, affirm and encourage... and Oh, yes, Lord. And if you are that person in somebody's life, you need to repent. Like, seriously. If you are that person in somebody's life where, like, you're belittling people. And you know what? How we see ourselves will allow us to see other people in a, in a particular way. And so if we realize that we are speaking certain things over people, we are mean, we are rude, we have resentment. Um, we are bitter, we need to repent and we need to go to God for healing, deep healing. He needs to heal our broken heart because we can't be out here just spewing out toxins and evil stuff on people. Like it's not fair and it's not right. I know for myself, like I work so hard to get to where I'm at and I'm not talking about accolades I'm talking about mentally and emotionally and then like for somebody now to come and say something that's totally like derogatory or like contrary to who I know that I am I'm just like yeah you have got to go so if you have people in your life like that they need to go and if you are somebody like that in someone's life then you need to apologize and you need to seek healing it is important for that right because as a man thinketh that scripture so is he right and out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks so when you find that you are probably having to constantly apologize to people and whatever the case may be and people are like oh my god you offended me like everybody's like oh you offended me take that into account take that into account because that's something for me that i had to think about i'm like man I'm, I'm kind of rough, like, well, not anymore, I'm nice and sweet now, <laughs> but I was kind of rough, I'm like, why am I so rough, why, what's the problem, like, come on, Jess, like, you have to do better, and I have to search my heart, search my heart and know my thoughts, I pray, right, know my thoughts, what are the things that are in my thoughts, right, and so, 
it's so important that we are mindful of that, that we're not speaking certain things over people and, and gossiping and talking bad about people. Like, honestly, God has really taken me from a, a far away. Like, I used to be such a heavy gossiper. And it was really... Because when you're young, you know, you like the tea, just sip on your tea. You know, you like the tea, you like the drama, all that kind of stuff. When you get older, you're like, yo, I don't got time for all of that. Like, ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> but, you know what I mean? Like, and as God started to change me and to get into my heart, I'm like, yo, this gossiping thing have to cut. Like, how can I be an oracle of God, a voice of God in the earth and be gossiping about people. Like, how is that even possible? So I hope that this blessed you today um, and that you were able to really think about what is my known identity? Um, whose narrative am I living out? And am I living out the thought of God for my life? All right, remember to please subscribe so that you can get all of the episodes for my podcast. And I really sincerely, legitimately do hope that, you know, you are enjoying this and it's blessing you and it's challenging you and it's impacting you, uplifting you, empowering you, um, and all of that good stuff. And, you know, if the podcast is blessing you, share it with somebody. Don't keep good stuff to yourself. Hello. Yeah, so the podcast is blessing you. Please share it with somebody. And also share it on Instagram so I can know. Shout me out. Oh my God. This is going to be so dope when I see somebody like, oh my God, this podcast really blessed me. Like, I'm probably going to cry. Knowing me, like, I cry all the time. Like, I'm such a crybaby. Um, but honestly, like, I really want to know if it's blessing you. Uh, DM me, reach out, email me, whatever the case may be. I really want to know if this is blessing you. All right, guys, have a good one. And remember, know whose you are. It's so important that you know whose you are. Take care, guys, and see you next week.